Hello, welcome to Manic in Miami. This is Holly Hurricane. I realized today that I started this podcast one year ago. I think April 5th, I posted my first episode. So much has happened in a year and some really great things. So I put together sort of some clips I had edited out to add to other episodes that you've already heard. Some funny brand new content with Yarrow. We recorded a bunch of stuff at different times that I never used. A little bit of recording with an ex of mine who was with me on my wild adventure when I went off my medication living in sub-Saharan Africa. He's a South African Namibian surfer skateboarder and that's pretty funny and I have a little more content from Lauren from the French-American Manic episode, podcast episode, because I'm so excited to say that a few days ago, I guess it was probably without my knowing the one-year anniversary of posting my first podcast, she was my guest from France, and I booked my Eurostar ticket from London, I'll be in London, to go to Paris, and I have a little flat, she's going to come stay with me in Paris, it's so exciting, so I have a little extra deep content from our conversation. I'm going to be seeing a friend of mine in Paris as well. Can't wait. I think I truly have never been better. Um, and I did want to say that I've kind of been re-diagnosed with schizoaffective disorder, which was suspected for a while. Takes a long time for someone like me, middle class white woman, to get that diagnosis from bipolar type 1 with psychotic features. It's very common to have a delay with that. But I have my mood stabilizers and antipsychotics working very well. Everything is good with me. I am just focusing on my trauma. Um, Finally, after dealing with everything in the past year and getting, you know, the mood disorder and the brain stuff that was all out of whack, psychosis stuff, now that that's out of the way, I've just been dealing on deeper things that um, I think probably partially caused my mental illness. I'm with Gabor Mate on that stuff. I think even though there's a genetic predisposition, I don't think I necessarily would have gotten to this point had it not been for abuse and, and trauma. So I'm working with a therapist on that, and it's going really well, I think, and I'm making a lot of progress, so I'm able to change some of the behavior, which for me has just been avoiding uh, intimacy and and destroying long-term relationships or or things with potential, so I'm going to change that. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I think this is a really fun episode. I like it a lot. There is a voicemail message that someone sent to me that I sent uh, during a bit of a psychotic episode. So that's there. Really, I don't know. It's a random episode, but I think it's fun. Todd Tornado is in a little clip at the end, so it's kind of poignant and funny and whatever. Yeah, Uh, Holly hearing things on Instagram again. And things are looking up. I really hope they're looking up for everyone if not just know that you'll get to a better place and in addition to all of the crazy mental disorder stuff please 
make sure that you're doing therapy, especially some deep trauma, um, and, and work with core analysis stuff because you need that. Okay, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Really, it's truly been such a pleasure. I think the last two episodes show some potential for this podcast, the quality. Maybe I'm also getting a bit better. So let's hope that everything is looking up, including Manic in Miami. (laughs) Hi, um, I have not left a voice message in 10 years, but I'm kind of afraid that I'm not really myself. Someone like Astral projected into me. And now I'm getting really freaked out. And I made really great elderberry echinacea iced tea. Ah, so I'm, I don't know if I'm myself. When we had to flee the country illegally by train, um, like, did you notice that I started getting nuts? But you, like, showed me, you told me that you had, like, some, that you were, like, bipolar or something. But oh, I did. Me you showed me tablets or something, and you said that this was like bipolar schizophrenia medication or something like that. But I mean, mood, yeah, yeah, mood, mood stimulators or something. But it's not like I saw you in any way differently or anything like that. I'm so glad that I told you that, and I can't remember that at all. But that's pretty cool of me. I had no idea. I'm not a bitch, right? I mean, I'm a little full of myself. Do you think? No, in my eyes, you're well, not a bitch. I have a lot of love for you and. Aww. Appreciation. Um, anyway, for the one time mm-hmm. we had, a, you managed to go to the Tanzanian embassy because you had my ID pictures and stuff, and you guys forged a visa for me to get into Tanzania. So when, when I was back at the place, when you came in, you're like, no, it's fine. I got your visa. I'm like, how the fuck did you manage to get my visa without me even going to the embassy? Because you had my passport pictures and my and my passport <laughs> and then okay. we like like okay fuck we're going to Tanzania and then I forgot that uh, I forged your visa that was one of the best experiences of my life I don't even know if I'll ever top that and going on the plane ride on my birthday over the Namib desert and the coastline like who does that and we got to go to the um private area where only nature photographers can go remember I mean, I like who the hell gets to do that? That was that was all like a dream. Holly like, Morgan Nelly, that's fucking. <laughs> I'm schizophrenic. He says it like it's like yeah, like it's a hardcore cool thing. Maybe our brains are fed up that it's sick, so it's like. Our brains are fed up. My, <laughs> our brains are like, hey, by the way, I hate. You. <laughs> <laughs> I had this theory where it's like, where if I had somehow had a bad experience on on the drugs that we've been talking about, crack and all that stuff, I feel like if I had overdosed on something like that, and basically my spirit have had gone somewhere else, the energy that I have, that we all have, but musically speaking, were to reinvent itself, it would be kind of like Tribby's perspective of his rap. Let's say I, I hear or see something that's not there. Somebody that's schizophrenic could relate to that because they might hear it or see it. There's something there. Like, for example, like when you spoke about the mental images that come up in your head. 
like for me too as well as and my, and my friends that are schizophrenic um it's kind of difficult to remember even daily normal things so to remember a hallucination is to be specifically affected by it yes. meaning like it really did impact your brain that hallucination i agree with you my my whole philosophy is that uh all healing comes through relationships right so if I don't have a relationship with somebody, I cannot help because I'm with you. I get better by helping others with sometimes simple stuff, you know, but yeah. I want to, I want to build relationships with them and rapport with them. Uh, I want them to know me and trust me and I want to trust them. And uh, yeah. we can do that. And I think if I can do that with a, with a client, a person, someone on the street, amazing things can happen. It's unbelievable. I think this podcast yeah. is really cool because People should hear this and, and understand yeah. the experience of going going to a psych ward. I was able to get by on my wits and my charm, and and uh, I can out debate people and stuff like that. But uh, but but I couldn't sit down. <laughs> oh, well, of course not you. I can't. And I wanted to be a filmmaker. Okay. But really, I just wanted to make money and party and get laid. By the time I was opening my second restaurant, my reputation was that I'm some stupid spoiled brat cokehead who got lucky and made some money. I was running up and down 10th Avenue in the in the low 20s in Chelsea. I was in my underwear. thought I was invincible. This was the first time I hit a brick wall and realized, like, okay, I'm not invincible. As an infant, I felt myself fighting for survival. Wow, that's a little bit dark considering that I had an abortion with your... Okay. Um, embryos, whatever. And when you, you were in that state, it was involuntary. You weren't paying to go to a resort in Mexico to do it. Um, but, like, you had... Yeah, I got a free trip. Right, but you had a similar... <laughs> Courtesy of New York State. Okay, so maybe he was experiencing delusions. Like, I was maybe a plant because it's two people who have mental illness issues. He may have been psychotic, too. In fact, I wonder if he's bipolar. There were other details later that just fed into this delusion. For example, I was literally recruited by a cult once when I was living in New York City. Well, who wasn't recruited? Who wasn't recruited into the cult once? Well, yes, and uh, we and all fall into the cult. <laughs> there was an actual cult. They were recruited me. I'm not a I'm not a big group joiner and I'm I can identify this stuff immediately and so maybe we should start our own cult. Any, no. the, cult, the cult of the bipolar psychos. I was paired with someone at this cult meeting in New York, and he was an anthropologist who had been living in Brazil in like the jungle. A friend who introduced us initially is an anthropologist. I made the connection. Remember that cult who recruited you, and you met an anthropologist there. Maybe anthropologists start going nuts, and they are total cult members. This makes so much sense. She is part of the cult, 100%. Sounds like a bipolar psycho making meaning out of coincidences. I meant that in a good way. I um, am being punished. And that's so exactly, he's a sadist. That's exactly how I felt. I will start thinking that every single person is making their decisions based on me, which is totally insane. People are living their own lives and, and... Okay, I totally agree with that. And you have a day when you think none of this matters. I, yeah. you know, um, yeah. what is, why, what is the point? I don't yeah. care about this. You know, make any sense. we feel very intense emotions. It's hard to, to be normal. <laughs> I mean, it's, sorry, it's a bit yeah. philosophical, but... Maybe it's the beauty of life, you know, 
and we feel sometimes like that we are the I mean queen of the world you know yeah <laughs> and uh, that she can do anything and then we come back to that state we are nothing and nothing makes any sense and we need to get back to life to find the reason to live because yeah. this world is made to make us depressed um, now I do feel maybe there is a larger purpose. Maybe some of the strong emotions we're feeling um, do make sense. Maybe we understand things that other people don't understand. Yeah. About the human condition, existential angst with which France invented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not the best. <laughs> I used to be an atheist as well. And yeah. um and I changed my mind because uh, with my different episodes, I got through things, uh, weird things, and, you know, you never know what's real and what's not real. You never know uh, what's behind this. Even if there are some, uh, you know, some some scientists who are telling us, like, uh, it comes from the brain and blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I think we need a spirituality just to to be to be at peace with ourselves to yeah to make links with things that are that have no sense yeah at all you know uh context quantum physics and stuff mm -hmm. like that oh my god this is great and yeah like, uh, and i then, do the same thing yeah, yeah. people in men the mental health care field are aware that bipolar one and schizoaffective mood disorder it's not as simple as your brain chemistry, trying to understand psychosis and the things that we go through from a, in a spiritual way is very helpful and, yeah. and very healthy. So that's interesting that you had the same sort of path. Yeah, I think we are a lot in this case because we are always um, like, uh, yeah, harassed by messages uh, saying that get rid of toxic people. Um, yes, there's a lot of research for mood disorders saying that schizoaffective, bipolar one, that could be my problem when I, I feel that abandonment or that someone is neglecting me, I can't handle it. And that comes from childhood. And so, you know, if you're in psychosis and your delusion is that someone is screaming at you, that's probably because someone screamed at you a lot. <laughs> I would love to meet you in France someday. Yeah. So um, I'm painting and I'm listening to this and they start describing um, warning signs that someone's going to get manic again after a major episode. And they're describing exactly what I was doing in the moment. <laughs> Talk about self. It's beyond self-awareness. I don't know how to describe that. They're like, the patient may do this and then I just freeze like I just did that or this may happen uh oh my god that's happening right now wow I need to stop this because I'm really trying to go to sleep I took that melatonin and I'm in a great mood again so after you know last night and it's like eh, like all of this ah. one of the texts in like a long line of stream of consciousness nonsense basically was none of your texts really make much sense to me and something else and that was a a very kind reply to say the least uh i don't know i think most 
most people probably wouldn't have responded to them at all. This idea of self-preservation at all costs. This is the opposite of mental health awareness. I think it's cruel. I think it's selfish and it's cruel. I'm forgiving the transgressions of others to an extent that I am hurting myself. I believe I deserve it on some level. I'm so tempted to quote David Foster Wallace, like, um, but he hit on a lot of these points, you know, in the late 90s. Even Freud talked about this, civilization and its discontents. Um, I don't want to get too pretentious or put people off, but I think the response to someone who is clearly manic is to say, you're not the same person that I know. Maybe you need some help. Perhaps we just really don't care about each other. Pretending to be good, compassionate, caring people. A social performance. I spent many years with a very low opinion of myself. I thought that if someone treated me poorly, it's because I deserved it. I'm not sure if I'm completely open to accepting love in a way that comes without punishment. And maybe the monsters are the real life people don't have compassion for people struggling with mental health and who don't want to try to understand us. Why, why people remember me as a teacher, perhaps, is because I am a master of the inappropriate. It really is a kind of Tourette syndrome, uh, where I say whatever comes to the top of my head. Uh, and I think why that happens is because the world seems so, to me, so vastly inappropriate. Uh, and that I'm so confused, really, that I'd, I couldn't say an appropriate thing if my life depended on it.